What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download the free local news app today. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. $2.2 million in street work has been approved by Benton Harbor City Commissioners for this year. At a meeting last night, Mayor Marcus Mohammed said the investment will go toward local streets and alleys. That's not all. Crystal Springs Cemetery will get much-needed pavement improvements, parking lot, repaving at 200 East Main Street and City Center Park. We have great concerts, but we haven't upgraded the infrastructure, so that was approved tonight. Streets set to be resurfaced this year include Britton Avenue east of the bridge, Pawpaw Avenue from Maine to Highland, Colfax from Britton to Market, and a long list of side and neighborhood streets. There will also be pothole patching, storm sewer work, alley patching, and catch basin cleaning. The plan is to start as soon as possible and be finished by November 3rd. St. Joseph City Commissioners have approved a planned unit development for Harbor Isle Marine, but with some conditions as the business seeks to expand its operations at 143 Anchors Way. At a meeting last night, they heard from the Marines' Scott Sinar, who said they're looking to sell and rent low-speed vehicles. They are street-legal vehicles. They are licensed and plated with the Secretary of State of Michigan, and they're legal on any street in the state of Michigan, provided the speed limit is 35 miles or less. They would also sell and rent golf carts and e-bikes and scooters. Commissioners had some concerns about where such vehicles are allowed on the road and also about a second part of the Harbor Isle Marine plan. That involves the construction of houseboats at the site, which Sinar said would be assembled in St. Joe and then floated up to South Haven. Commissioner Michael Sarola had questions about that part of the proposal. Commissioners approved the PUD for the vehicles, but made the houseboat part of the plan contingent on meeting certain conditions ahead of a commission meeting in June. The Indec Natural Gas Power Plant in Niles has been shut down this week as it works to address noise issues that have prompted residents to complain. Niles City Administrator Richard Huff tells us residents of a subdivision near the plant on Progressive Drive started complaining on March 26th. Huff says it was an irritating and constant low-frequency hum coming from the plant. Index shut down the facility on Friday, and a team from General Electric was brought in to look for a cause of the issue. Huff said they did so voluntarily while in contact with the city. As of this afternoon, he hadn't heard from them if the problem was solved. On its website, the Indec plant says, quote, We sincerely apologize for this and want to assure the residents of Niles we are committed to solving this problem as soon as possible. It says updates will be released as soon as appropriate. The Indec plant opened in the summer of last year. With the deadline looming for Congress to approve a debt ceiling increase, Congressman Bill Heisinger says President Biden should have been talking to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy much sooner. Speaking to Bloomberg News this week, Heisinger said Republicans want federal spending cuts if they're to agree to a debt ceiling increase. It was important to get going on that. And my general my general rule of thumb is if we make progress, I will vote for a debt ceiling increase. If we do not, then I won't. Heisinger says some work or education requirements for able-bodied recipients of government aid are what Republicans want, and that's not all. Clawing back of those COVID dollars from states and local governments that have had two years to use them and have not used them, that's an important thing to reclaim that as the federal government. Heisinger said he's voted for most of the debt ceiling increases that he's been asked to consider, but there needs to be spending progress. 
If the debt ceiling is not raised, the Department of Treasury is warned the U.S. will be unable to pay its bills starting around June 1st. President Biden has hinted he could invoke the 14th Amendment as an emergency to continue paying the nation's bills if there's no action by Congress. State Representative Brad Paquette is inviting Southwest Michigan constituents to attend a virtual town hall meeting for people seeking answers about potential COVID vaccine-related injuries. More from WSJM's Ken Lundberg. While vaccination programs are a vital component of public health, State Representative Brad Paquette thinks it's more than coincidence that after receiving a COVID vaccination, he started experiencing chest pains and eventually suffered a heart attack. As heard on the WSJM Morning Show, Paquette wanted answers but found it difficult to even have a conversation with medical professionals about the possibility of adverse effects from a vaccine. They're like, we don't know what happened, but it's not the vaccine. And so I was asking about what inflammation of the heart could do. Could it you know, cause a blood clot in this chamber of my heart that mm-hmm. a blood clot shouldn't be in and it would have to go through my lungs, all this stuff. And the more questions that I asked, the, the more it kind of... It, it, pushed me into you know, delving deeper. To share stories and information, Paquette is joining with the group Michigan for Vaccine Choice for a virtual town hall meeting on May 24th from 4 to 6 p.m. The meeting is open to the public. Ken Lundberg, WSJM News. Former State Representative Leslie Love has joined a growing list of candidates hoping to replace retiring Senator Debbie Stabenow. Love is a Democrat who represented Detroit for six years in the state legislature. She says her priorities include dealing with inflation and helping small businesses, which are still feeling the effects of the COVID pandemic. And so we need to address that and and find solutions to help businesses um, stay open. Also, my priority is infrastructure. We talk about electrification here. And to um, support those initiatives, we need to make sure we have a grid that can support and sustain all the ideas around electrification that we want to do. Love says infrastructure is also on her list of priorities, including clean, fresh, and affordable water, as well as ensuring every Michigander has access to broadband. A mid-Michigan businessman, Michael Hoover, is running as a Republican. And the St. Joseph Farmer's Market will return next Saturday. St. Joe Today's Daniel Crevier tells us the market will feature 25 to 30 vendors selling items that include baked goods, locally grown produce, perennials and cut flowers, meats and cheeses, coffee and more. It's a little bit of a kickoff to the summer for us, so it's really nice to see the crowds on Lake Bluff Park again. We usually get a pretty good draw for our farmer's market, and then definitely when we add the Lake Bluff Arson Fair, we have that on four dates that are the same. So we've got um, June 3rd, July 15th, August 19th, and September 2nd. Those are going to be some extended market hours, so instead of 9 to 2, it'll be 9 to 4. Crevere says the farmer's markets are a chance to head downtown and take in not only the things for sale, but to walk around and visit shops and restaurants. The artisan fairs, when held, will be just south of the farmer's market at Lake Bluff Park. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. President Joe Biden is meeting with congressional leaders this afternoon to find a way to get everyone to agree to raise the debt limit to pay for the money that's already been authorized by Congress and has been spent in order to stave off a potentially catastrophic default. The Treasury Secretary has warned that could happen around June 1st. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has doubted Republicans and Democrats will come to an agreement soon and has attacked Biden for leaving on a trip tomorrow that will take him to Japan. 
ABC's Karen Travers is following events at the White House, listening in at the latest press briefing. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby would only talk about the Japan portion of this trip. He is, of course, scheduled to go to Papua New Guinea and Australia. A lot of questions about whether or not those parts of the trip could be adjusted. And John Kirby said the White House is looking at it. They're thinking about it because they have to see what is going on here in Washington with these negotiations. The White House announced this afternoon that President Biden will return to the U.S. after that visit to Japan. Meanwhile, millions of job cuts, no Social Security checks, disrupted services like air traffic control. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says those are some of the ways consumers could be hurt if the U.S. experiences an unprecedented government default. The U.S. could run out of money to pay its bills as soon as June 1 if no deal is reached to raise the debt limit. Aides to President Biden and Congress's top Democratic and Republican leaders are trying to reach a deal to increase the amount of money the government can borrow to meet its financial obligations. Karen Travers has more on Yellen's pleas. She was very dire in her warning today to a group of community bankers here in Washington, saying that, you know, a U.S. default could spark a recession, saying that this could mean economic catastrophe, and really was urging lawmakers to come to an agreement with President Biden on this, saying that they have to reach a deal to raise the debt ceiling, they have to raise the debt limit as soon as possible, because the U.S. economy, and as she put it, the livelihood of millions of Americans right now hangs in the balance. Ukrainian officials say air defenses thwarted an intense Russian air attack on Kyiv and shot down all missiles aimed at the capital with the help of Western-supplied weapons. The assault early today came as European leaders sought new ways to punish Russia for the war and a Chinese envoy sought traction for Beijing's peace proposal. Loud explosions loomed over Kyiv as the nighttime attack combined Russian missiles launched from the air, sea, and land. A Ukrainian official said Russia's latest attack on Kyiv was exceptional in its intensity. An Air Force spokesperson says the bombardment across Ukraine included six Russian aeroballistic hypersonic missiles, the most fired in a single attack since the war started. The head of the popular artificial intelligence company ChatGPT, Sam Altman, today appeared at a Senate Judiciary Subcommittee hearing. That's where he said they believe government regulation will be key to managing the risks associated with artificial intelligence. ABC's Jay O'Brien tells us this was an unusual experience for lawmakers. Sam Altman, OpenAI have said, look, this is a new technology. They're working on this. But when you heard from lawmakers, they were somewhat surprised by the amount that the industry seemed open to regulation. Here's what Dick Durbin said. I can't recall when we've had people representing large corporations or private sector entities come before us and plead with us to regulate them. And what I'm hearing instead today is that stop me before I innovate again. Widespread agreement that there needs to be some kind of safeguard when it comes to the use of artificial intelligence. The bullets that an 18-year-old man fired while meandering through a northwestern New Mexico neighborhood struck targets apparently picked at random, including cars, homes, and passers-by. And police responded to the scene Monday within minutes and swiftly killed the gunman, but not before he killed three people and wounded six others, including two officers. Police on Tuesday were trying to determine what led to the attack in Farmington. The police have not released the name of the attacker or the victims as of this morning, but they were expected to provide further details at a news conference. A former state lawmaker, James Strickler, says a woman and her mother, who are both over the age of 70, were among those killed. 
Executives of two banks that failed were in the hot seat on Capitol Hill today. Lawmakers accused them of pocketing millions while their banks collapsed. More from ABC's Lindsay Watts. The executives of Silicon Valley and Signature Banks facing tough questions before the Senate Banking Committee. In an opening statement, Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown said the banks were fatally mismanaged and executives put short-term profits ahead of everything else. He asked why it got so bad and why warnings from federal regulators were ignored. The same answer we find to most questions about big bank failures because the executives were getting rich. There's new bipartisan legislation that would take back any pay made to executives in the five years leading up to a bank's failure. Lindsay Watts, ABC News, Washington. Closing arguments were expected to begin today in the second rape trial of that 70s show actor Danny Masterson. He's charged with raping three women at his Los Angeles home between 2001 and 2003. Attorneys for both sides rested their cases today. Masterson's first trial ended in a mistrial in December. Jurors were hopelessly deadlocked on all three counts. The 47-year-old actor has pleaded not guilty. He could get 45 years in prison if convicted on all counts. And some schools in New York City could temporarily become homes for asylum seekers. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. As many as 20 grade schools with freestanding gyms could house migrants under a new plan announced by New York City Mayor Eric Adams. But some residents are outraged. Put them in the people who are elected who put this in place. Put them in their backyards. Obviously these folks need some place to go. But the idea that our kids could lose out on their gymnasium is kind of appalling. The mayor says a final determination has not yet been made, and even if the plan goes through, steps would be taken to separate migrants in the gyms from school children in classrooms. Derek Dennis, ABC News, New York. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.